Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. The, 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 the three main ones I use, and I have some other things on there, um, more for daily charts, um, but for lower time frames, the big ones for me are the EMA3, the EMA8, and the SMA20. And the SMA20 is actually, um, if, you, if you don't know this, um, and I'm sure plenty, plenty of folks don't know that, um, it's actually the middle line of the Bollinger Band. So the Bollinger Bands, you have an upper band, a lower band, and a midline. That midline is actually the, the SMA20. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Today's episode is produced in partnership with TrendSpider. Get scanning, charts, backtesting, and alerts all in one place with TrendSpider. Go to TrendSpider.10MinuteStockTrader.com to get an exclusive discount code and bonuses worth over $100 when you take your free trial at trendspider.10minutestocktrader.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey everybody, welcome to another video in the technical analysis series. Today we're going to be going over the TTM squeeze and this is an indicator that I really am not too familiar with. So uh, I decided to bring on Peter Hegedus. He's the founder of the Trader's Path and he uses the TTM squeeze quite often in his strategy. So I thought he'd be the perfect person to come on and be a guest and tell us all about it, how he uses it and how he gets an edge in the market. So Peter, thank you for joining us and I'm looking forward to learning a little more about the, uh, the TTM squeeze. Hey, thanks, Jake. So uh, TTM squeeze is an indicator that uh, we love to use. Um, and there's a lot of mystery about it, and there really shouldn't be. It's actually something pretty straightforward. So um, TTM squeeze has two main components, um, which are both pretty simple. One is, and I'm just going to back up a little bit to show you this, is a momentum oscillator, right? So I've got these yellow-orange bars here. I've got these blue bars here, and then these dots down the middle are what we call the zero line. So um, the first component with the TTM squeeze is the momentum uh, oscillator. And that's basically just telling you which way your momentum is going. So um, with that, if my momentum's moving towards the zero line from below, that's considered positive momentum. And it's positive momentum when I cross up through the zero line and I'm pushing up away from it. And then conversely, when I'm coming down, as I am here, that's gonna be negative momentum. Or when I dip below and I'm heading down away from that zero line, I've got negative momentum. So that, that's the first basic component. And it's not a perfect relation, but you can see for the most part, looking at this chart as momentum's going up, price action tends to go up with it as momentum's coming down. Uh, price action is is coming down or retracing somewhat for the most part. So that, that's the first simple part. Um, and then we combine that with what we call the actual TTM squeeze. And that's going to be represented here on this chart 
by the green dots that you have here or the series of red dots that I have there and that I have there. Um, and with this, green dots is considered not to be in a squeeze. And what I'm actually looking for when I'm looking for charts in a TTM squeeze is I'm looking for these series of red dots. And that is telling me that that particular chart, and this can be used on all time frames. In this case, I have a 30 minute chart of stitch fix up. That's telling me that this particular chart is in a TTM squeeze. And what that means very simply, and I'm gonna go ahead and turn on my Bollinger Bands and my Keltner channels, is a TTM squeeze is telling me that the Bollinger Bands have pinched inside the Keltner channel. Mm. So if I, if I look at this chart really simply, you can see in this portion here where I have no squeeze, my Bollinger Bands are, are real wide. My Keltner channels are down in here and there's, there's no squeeze at that point. Um, and at that point, you can see the Bollinger Bands kind of acting as resistance. You pop out and then you know, as the Bollinger Bands often do, they're going to push stocks back down or, you know, as you get to the bottom of Bollinger Band, it may push it back up. But as you come in here and those Bollinger Bands start to squeeze really tight and tuck inside that Keltner channel, it's, it becomes a accumulation signal basically, um, or a consolidation signal that, that this is building energy. You've got a really tight Bollinger Band and it's restricting movement and getting ready at the end of that consolidation for a big move. Wow. Yeah. Honestly, I did not know that's that's how you use that. So it's essentially the Bollinger Bands within the Keltner channels showing that there's just a lot of consolidation going on and narrowing of the range of price. Correct. Yep. TTM squeeze is when you start to get in a a narrow range of consolidation and that stock typically in a TTM squeeze is setting up for a bigger move. And that move, of course, like any, any sort of consolidation, you can consolidate for a move up. You can also be consolidating before a, a pullback. So that's where, that's where your momentum. And I'm going to, so a couple things to, to point out here. I've got some moving averages that I use. I also have, and I've turned these off and I'm just going to flip them back on again. I use um, anchored VWAP quite a bit, but if you do all that and you put Keltner channels and Bollinger Bands on your chart, it's, it's kind of a mess. So the beauty of the TTM squeeze is I don't have to be constantly watching the Bollinger Bands and the Keltner channels. I can turn those off. And all I need to do is look down at the bottom of my chart, which isn't messing up the rest of the things I have going on on the main part of the chart. And I know as soon as I start getting these red dots that those Bollinger Bands have contracted and have come inside the Keltner channels. Interesting. Okay. And so it looks like you have a few other moving averages on there. Do you use a specific set of moving averages with this particular uh, indicator, the, the squeeze? We do. And the, 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 the three main ones I use, and I have some other things on there, um, more for daily charts, um, but for lower time frames, the big ones for me are the EMA3, the EMA8 and the SMA20. And the SMA20 is actually, um, if, you, if you don't know this, um, and I'm sure plenty, plenty of folks don't know that, um, it's actually the middle line of the Bollinger Bands. So the Bollinger Bands, you have an upper band, a lower band, and a midline. 
that midline is actually the, the SMA 20. So, so those, are, those are the main three ones. I have some other, other ones on here. Very often I turn some of these other ones off when it comes to um, lower time frames, but I, these are important to me on the daily. But again, the beauty of this indicator here is I know when that tight consolidation is coming, when a stock is setting up for a bigger move and it's not making a mess of my upper chart. And one thing I wanted to point out, so Bollinger Bands, for those that are not familiar with Bollinger Bands, Bollinger Bands are essentially looking at the standard deviation outside of the SMA 20. And so as price action changes, those standard deviations also change. Um, so when you have the Bollinger Bands squeezing like that, it's just telling you that the range is getting very, very tight. And so um, I'm not too familiar with Keltner channels. What is the difference between those, those two? That is an excellent question, um, and I don't use Keltner channels on their own, so, so I'm not familiar with the exact thing that's happening there. Okay. Um, for me, what's really important is just when you see those, those Bollinger Bands come inside those Keltner channels, and I get this squeeze signal, I know that stock is setting up for a bigger move. And is there a particular uh, signal here for an entry? Obviously, everybody's going to have their own strategy on an entry, but... Is it simply when the the red dot goes to green, or what is what is the signal that it's time to look at this and um, actually take the trade? Now, this is not advice. This is not you know anything for those that are watching. Don't go blindly mortgage the house on a TTM squeeze switching from red to green. But what is your particular strategy here? So for for us, it's taking then the squeeze in combination with the momentum bars. Okay. So uh, on this particular example with Stitch Fix on the 30-minute chart, this is our absolute number one um, favorite setup when it comes to the TTM squeeze. And that's when I go into a squeeze, I don't enter as this momentum is going down, and I don't enter just as the momentum changes, but as that momentum comes to the zero line and starts to cross up, I usually look to get long on that light blue bar there okay. and then i want to then see it within a, a few a few of these bars do you know basically release or we use the term fire um, and that means the squeeze goes off it comes out of a squeeze and then it's freed up to move up now a lot of people will look at this little indicator here and say well how how does that work how does following these little red dots make any sense What's really interesting is if I go over to a different workspace here and I have just a blank chart, I've taken all my other indicators off, at least my other upper indicators, other than the Bollinger Bands and the Keltners. And, and this helps really visualize why this works. Because if I look at the period in the squeeze here, right? If I look at this area right in here, right? What's happening? Well, the Bollinger Band's really tight and the lower Bollinger Band is acting as support, and the upper Bollinger Band is acting as resistance. And as long as that Bollinger Band is just gonna keep going straight sideways, what's gonna happen with my price action here? Nothing. It's just stay there. <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna stay there. Uh, let me try to get rid of this little highlight here. Um, but once you start to see the Bollinger Band turn up 
which very often is going to coincide with that light blue bar, right? So I go from the, the yellow orange bar to the light blue bar. Then what happens is your price action simply follows and in some cases overshoots. I mean, this was just a huge move in Stitch Fix, um, but it basically just follows the, the Bollinger Band up as the Bollinger Band stops that compression and then starts to push up out of the Keltner channel. Got it. So, so what if price action broke to the downside on something like this? What, what would the squeeze do? Would you see just momentum going down again? Yep. You would see the exact same thing. And typically, and let, let's just, let's just go back and see if we can find one on this 30 minute chart. Eh, it's not a good example here, but um, you would see the same thing, but typically what would happen is you maybe would see something like this, right? Where you've, you've, let's say the squeeze started earlier and I didn't bring, I'm sorry, I didn't bring a short example with me here, but we could probably find one if we look a little bit, but uh, basically what would happen is typically the squeeze wouldn't release as your momentum bars are ascending. It would happen on these descending bars and that would be a short entry signal. And the same, you know, the same thing happens. So just like the Bollinger bands here were acting as resistance and then turned up and price action followed them, if, if the price was following the lower Bollinger band as this squeeze fired down, you know, it can follow that price down as well. Got it. Got it. Okay. We can, that's... We can look at a couple other examples of this. Um, let me actually bring up the Microsoft daily. That is actually still squeezing, but, um, well, it's actually squeezing on our 30 minute chart as well. Um, but it, let's go to the daily. This is something I just traded recently and actually took some profits on this one yesterday. But you can see on this one as well, you've got that Bollinger Band really tight inside the Keltner channel. And now I've got the momentum going uh, yesterday from negative, you know, you know, momentum below the zero line to that push above. And that's that's very often the perfect place to enter. And you can see Microsoft went from 214 to almost 220 yesterday and popped over 220 a little bit today. If that Bollinger Band continues to turn up and this squeeze fires long, this can just keep following that price action up. Interesting, interesting. Well, um, this is really great stuff. Uh, I sincerely learned quite a bit in this video just uh, I, I knew there was the uh, Bollinger Band and the, the uh, Keltner channel there um, as a function of uh, part of the indicator, but I didn't realize that was how it works. So this was a great visual representation of, of how this works and uh, two great examples. And uh, for those that are interested, you can go to uh, thetraderspath.com. Is that the, the website if they want to check out your service? Yeah. And, um, and how... Uh, Peter uses these. He uses them all the time and he really pairs them with some other indicators, just like, you know, any indicator is used best with a, a number of other indicators because it just gives you more confirmation instead of just going off of one indicator. So Peter, thank you so much for coming on and doing this video. Uh, everyone, Peter from the tradespath.com, um, really, really explaining this about as perfect as you can with that visual uh, representation as well. So if you guys have any questions, comment below and we'll look and see if we can answer those for you. And uh, remember, you can use this on TrendSpider. 
It is called the BB-KC squeeze on TrendSpider. So if you just go to indicators, type in BB-KC squeeze, you'll be able to find it. And uh, Peter, uh, once again, a huge thank you for doing this and thank you for being a guest and sharing your knowledge with, uh, with the community. My pleasure, thanks for having me on. Hey, you're very welcome. And everyone have a great day and thanks for watching. Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're gonna find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. <laughs> and the only way I'm gonna be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're gonna get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit timandstocktrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.